paint you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What's up, everybody? Hello, kids out there in podcast live stream land. It is I, your host, Bo, the boom operator, and welcome to the drive-in speaker box. That's right, that's right. It's just me. It's just me again this week. Uh, you may have heard, if you tuned in last week, Jake is going to be not with us this evening because he is at the Big Hands Benefit um fundraiser concert which i am going to uh join after uh the show tonight um for our our departed friend jason big hands um uh lowry it's uh that's going on at george's majestic lounge for those of you that live here in northwest arkansas want to check that out it's uh there's going to be like four really cool metal bands playing um you know it's free show uh just kind of a Kind of a, a a good way to say goodbye to a dude that left a, an impact on a lot of people in in an entertainment district. So um, that's why I'm all dressed up tonight. But anyway, thanks for joining us. We have uh, a show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about movies as we do. We're going to be um, discussing the new Uncharted film, as alluded to in the title of this web stream. Uh, so stick around for that. And later in the program, we're going to be talking about news. We're going to be talking about all this kind of fun things. So thanks for joining us. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast version of this, wherever you subscribe to podcast, be it Spotify, tuned in, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't know. There's there's a million of them out there. Uh, you'll notice last week's episode was not on there uh, because we had some audio difficulties in the recording process, which I think I have squashed this week. So it sounded really. I mean, it sounded. It sounded like everybody else's podcast like shit and um you know i have a a a uh, a high bar of quality for you guys so i want to try and remaster that and before i put it back up into the uh listeno sphere or whatever you want to call it so uh that is why last week's episode is not available for audio download only but it is out there on your other streaming platforms facebook twitch and youtube live where you can join us every monday night central standard time at 8 p.m there you go. All right. That's um, that, now that that's all out of the way. Shout outs to everybody already in the chat. We got Vince over on Twitch. We got Sam over on Facebook. Our uh, tried and true loyalists of the Drive and Speaker Box. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, but let's get into some news, man. There's been some some things that have happened. Some uh, a lot of trailers, a lot of just like teasers. You know, tis the season. You know, January, February are notoriously slow in terms of movie releases, but they like to start hinting about all the stuff that's going to be coming up after we get done with, um, you know, the you know the winter and there's the pause and then we're moving into spring and summer blockbuster season and uh, a lot of stuff going on. There was a trailer that I noticed. Actually, you know, I haven't made myself a beverage yet. Um, um, but I, you know, before I, honestly, before we get into this, um, I, I, I came across something and I would, you know, I, I, I try to stay up on the news and I saw this, um, here we go. Uh, where is it? This like, where's my camera right here? I'll put it right next to my face. It's called Coke Zero, um, Starlight. 
limited edition. Uh, I don't know. I was reading it's like a new Coke Zero flavor, but it's not like vanilla or orange or cherry or doo-doo or whatever. You know, it's Starlight. I don't understand what Starlight is supposed to taste like, but I bought some. I haven't tried it, and I figured we would we would do it right now. We would do it together. Um, so I just cracked it open. Limited edition um, Coca-Cola Creations. Um, oh, oh my. That's weird. What color is this? Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's not at all what I thought a Coca-Cola would look like. Um, it's kind of rosy in a way. Uh, it's weird. Uh, what's up, Aaron? Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. It kind of tastes like cotton candy. Um, To be honest, uh, Vince says the starlight flavor has, quote, notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire, as well as a cooling sensation that evokes feeling of a cold journey into space, the company said in a statement. That is the biggest snake oil sales pitch I think I've ever heard. It tastes like straight up carnival cotton candy. That's what it tastes like. So, of course, we need to put some rum in it. There we go. Just a little bit of that. And we'll fix this right up. And by a little bit, I meant, you know, more than you probably should. We'll ASMR this thing for you. And we'll get rid of that. All right. Um, okay, let's start the show. Here we go. Um, let's double check my work. That is within acceptable tolerance, and I will finish it. Um, okay, so teasers, new stuff, things happening. Uh, I didn't talk about this last week because we had just missed this little bit of news, but um, Chip and Dale, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, for those of you that uh, grew up in the 90s or had some bit of childhood in the 90s, you, you may remember Chip, 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 Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers, Chip, 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 Chip and Dale, do, 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 do. nobody's you know, it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, show, you know, you had Monterey Jack where he's all like, cheese, and his like little rat mustache would go, boing, and then there was like the the the, the fix him up rodent, and then the fly, and then of course um, Chip and Dale, and uh, Chip and Dale, you know, um, iconic Disney characters, um, made iconic in a different way with Rescue Rangers because they actually, you know, had uh, a, a more separate personality. I mean, you know, you go back into the classic, you know, uh, pantheon of Disney cartoons, and you know, they were always like, you know, and like making fun of things and like giving Mickey a hard time and getting in the Christmas tree and you know, making Pluto become a bad dog. And you know, the the the, the thing that you could really tell. The difference is because Chip had the black nose, or excuse me, Dale had the black nose, and uh, Chip had the big red nose uh, and the buck teeth. And one was the straight man, one was the uh, pratfall, and it was a classic, um, a classic tale of um, you know friendship and camaraderie. And um, I don't know if this new trailer is gonna be something that I want to see. Um, Chip and Dale, you know, had a very, um, 
a comedic cadence to themselves, and their voices were were very. Um, or was D- Dale was the red nose? Chip, Chip was the black nose. Chocolate chip nose. Dale was the Dale's the goober. That's right. I always forget. I always forget. Um, and you know the what Disney is doing here. It, you know, and I get what they're, they're 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 trying to tiptoe around the fact that they're actually doing this by going, well, it's meta because we're gonna we're gonna make fun of animation and we're gonna make fun of you know it's gonna be like a a little bit a little bit Roger Rabbit, a little bit CGI, a little bit hand drawn, a little bit live action. It's we're gonna break the wall and then we're gonna make fun of old CGI in the process so that if this movie gets dated down the future, then we can all look back and go, ha ha, well they knew it, so blah. Um, but the thing that I think bothers me the most about this Chippendale situation is the fact that they're getting the voices of Andy Sandberg and John Mulaney, two incredibly famous comedians um, that sound nothing like Chip nor Dale. And this is a problem, you know, as, as a guy that, you know, grew up as an aspiring voice actor, I always wanted to go into voice acting. It was a it was a dream that has since fallen and died. And the closest I get is talking to you guys in in voices on my podcast every week. You know, with not getting paid for it. So, um, my problem this is this has been a systemic problem in the voice acting community for you know years and years and years and years, and it's not getting any better. And it's where you know. Andy Samberg and John Mulaney are not playing the characters of Chip and Dale. Disney Animation Studios is animating Chip and Dale to play the characters of Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. There is a difference. You know, they are selling the celebrity of Andy Samberg and John Mulaney because everybody's like, I know those guys. They're real funny, man. That, that Andy Samberg, you've seen him on them. He's on a boat. <laughs> oh, golly. He just tears me up. And, you know, and they're like, oh, I saw the John Mulaney on the Netflix. He just knows how to call it. You know what I'm saying, dude? I'll go see these guys. They're chipmunks. Whatever, man. Make it funny. And you're not, you know, and just like they, they have, uh, there was a character in the trailer that was, um, Seth Rogen, and it wasn't like Seth Rogen playing a character. It was a CGI creation that was a character that was playing Seth Rogen. And that is not how we create engaging CGI characters that that, that that grip a generation and shape young minds and old minds and become a part of cultural zeitgeist and all of this kind of stuff. You because celebrity is temporary, right? And you know, it's like. Oh man, I mean, like Indiana Jones. We have talked about this before. Indiana Jones is an amazing character brought to life by Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford kind of never was able to live down the character of Indiana Jones because the Indiana Jones, like they just kept wanting to cast Indiana Jones uh, because Indian he made Indiana Jones, right? But you can't recast Indiana Jones because it's not the same. There's a magic there where an actor plays a character and it transcends everything. Um, you, you, you know, you go back and you you recast it with a, a, another person, and it's or like Han Solo. That movie didn't do well because they're like, I guess I get it, but it's not Han Solo. It's not it's not the character that was played, and we forget that Harrison Ford wasn't a big celebrity when he was Han Solo. He was a veritable nobody back then, but he made the character. And when we're trying to plug in these mega celebs into these established characters, granted, we don't know the celebrities that voiced, you know, these characters because they weren't celebrities. They were voice actors, hardworking voice actors. And 
Chip and Dale are celebrities, right? And now we're just getting this too mismatched of like which celebrity is stronger. And right now it's going to be Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. And um, and as Vince says, it limits the imagination. We can't get lost in these characters without because we're not thinking of them as characters. We're thinking of them as people that we know that are celebrities that we like. And that takes away from everything that makes characters like Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers cool, that made Who Framed Roger Rabbit so great, that makes these things last farther than their box office like a stint. And and I don't know why studios can't figure this out, you know? I mean, I, I guess I can, because, I mean, we're looking at the Sonic. That's the next piece of news I was going to tell you, is that Sonic 3, uh, you know, the Sonic and Knuckles game, is already greenlit, already. Paramount's like, nope early announcement i know sonic and hedgehog 2 isn't out until april but we're letting you know right now we are announcing sonic 3 and we're getting an interconnected knuckles spinoff just like sonic 3 because they had the cartridge that you plugged into knuckles i don't know if this is meta and and i hope someone thought of this but whatever but they're already like going okay we're gonna do a knuckle spinoff on paramount plus because we need content so we're gonna get the sonic verse and it's like it wasn't that good of a movie it was a passable movie um but 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 because we gave it a little bit of money we thought it was funny online we're just it's just gonna it's getting overwhelming and insane and fast-tracked and stupid and um you know like just just can we wait a second kind of like the 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 new um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not a movie I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about tonight, um, but a movie that that I warned you about. Everyone's like, you think it's going to be good? Hell no, I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be pandering. I think it's you're all going to watch it on streaming. It's not going to make any money because it's, it's all subscription-based service, but it's going to be basically a bait at Halloween Kills, just like the trailer looked like, and I was right. It's just a bunch of gore porn and uh, very little story, very little social commentary. The social commentary that it has is so heavy-handed and boring. You know, there is no subtext. And I challenge Hollywood to let us figure out subtext. I feel like the internet machine is smart enough to decipher subtext. And without, like breaking the fourth wall and going we're gentrifying zillennials and we're here in this texas town to see what's going on as a geriatric you know um leatherface who somehow at age 85 can move as fast and as dangerous as you know a 20 something with a cell phone um and, and I, I don't know i don't know what we're doing anymore why are we even here what is life what is life i what are we doing? Why? Why ask why? Try Bud Dry. Is that still a thing? Bud Dry? I don't know. Um, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I don't like the trailer. I don't like it. I do, however, like... I like the mix of hand-drawn animation with the CGI animation with the live action. I think that's kind of a cool concept. I don't like the delivery of it. And some of the hand-drawn animation just looks real bad. Like, it's still that sort of, we did this on a computer because we can't afford to pay people to pick up pencils anymore because it's incredibly laborious and expensive, and uh, nobody does it anymore, and we're especially not doing it at Disney. Jacqueline says, nice haircut. 
Thank you, Jacqueline. I just got it cut this afternoon. Um, Blake says, "Did I miss the new Jurassic Park trailer convo?" Yes, we talked about it yesterday. I'll give you the I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. And the Cliff Notes version is it's pan the pandering has come full circle. It's you know they they tried to do something new. They tried to veer away, and they're like, nope, it's not working, so let's just take every ounce of blood that we can squeeze from this Jurassic turnip and go, we're going to give you Dr. Grant. We're going to make sure that Jeff Goldblum's in there, but we're going to put him alongside of, of Chris Pratt because we know you like him too. We're going to completely ignore the fact that there was successful human cloning and weapons-grade whatever the hell selling spending billions of dollars to sell dinosaurs with lasers on their head for a million dollars. I don't know how that adds up. But um, the last movie was so absolute dumpster fire out of control that, um, you know, they're like, how do, we, how do we salvage this? And they go, well, let's put everything that, that we know people are going to pay to go see. And that's that's the trick. That's the trick. And you know, shout outs to Blake. This guy is a producer himself. He 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 runs Rock Hill Studios right here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, shout outs to to my my friends over at Rock Hill. And you know, it's 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 this formula of like, oh gosh. And I get it. You know, m- movies are expensive. And you're like, okay, well, if we're gonna do this again, we're gonna spend two hundred and forty million, two hundred ninety million, three hundred and whatever million to make this movie. We got to make sure there are butts in seats. So we gotta we gotta get Dr. Grant in there. We gotta get the gold bloom in there. We gotta get Ellie in there. We gotta get where's Timmy? Can we just dig up Timmy and and give him some reason to go back? Like that's the other implausible thing is if I if I, if me Bo the boom operator was like you know welcome to Jurassic Park and I'm like you know and I experience like all the calamity that was holding onto my butts and you know arms falling off and getting electrocuted and and then watching a dude get his head bit off on the toilet and then I'm just like you know Nubla can suck it y'all I am out peace and then I existed in the same world where they're like well let's bring one to New York and it's like we're in New York let's get out of here oh my gosh did you see that I remember Nublar I was there dude I'm Idiots. Why'd they bring that to New York? You think the last freaking place my character would be is back on that island? No. No way. Ever. No way. And so that to me, because, you know, one of my rules of the drive-in speaker box is obey and follow the rules of the universe of which you create to make a long-lasting, impactful narrative. Um, no person in their right mind would be like, you know what? Let's go back, man. Let's go back because me, the scientist with no real training of how to defend myself against, I don't know, a four story tall predator that's bent on killing, which I've witnessed firsthand and only managed to escape with just a scant of my life intact. Let's go check it out, because maybe that dino DNA needs talking about a little bit more. Get out of here with this shit. It's so improbable, and they're only putting it together because of money. And um, I'm going to go see it anyway, because as I think it was Sam. Sam sent me a message outside of the show once about how he's getting tired of movies where he feels like he has to see them. Right? 
And, you know, that's an interesting phrase. It's an interesting turn of, 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 of or a play of word or whatever word choice that you would say, because because that's the formula right now, I feel like, for theatrical releases in, in, you know, Hollywood is that it's not about making movies that we think people are going to enjoy. It's making movies we know you're going to pay for. And, and as Vince says, experience movies, I don't even think it's that. I don't think it's about the experience. I think it's about the social pressure of being the last one to see it, like being the last one to know. It's like, oh my God, it's been so hyped. It's been so talked about. It's, it's the Batman. It's, you know, a Jurassic World or it's the Sonic movie. Everybody's been talking about online. No one had to go see Sonic, but it got so talked about online. We're like, well, I got to go see this dumpster fire. And everybody did. And, and, you know, Blake says exactly. They know we will go see it, but is it changing? I don't think it's changing at all. I think it's getting worse. And you know, um, the past couple of weekends in the box office were really interesting. We're going to talk about the box office at the end of the show again, as we usually do. Um, have been interesting because you know, Uncharted is topping the box office right now, and Uncharted is not you know a movie we've all seen. It is based off of a successful property though, which is which is a little strange. You know, it's. It's a successful property in the sense it's a video game, but you know there, um, it's a, it's an IP. It's all IPs now, and that's where it gets really, really interesting and 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 strange because you know. I've met some of these producer types. I've met some of these investor types. They want their ROI. They want they 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 want the surefire easy bet, right? They want the they want the you know I'm going to get this right now and we'll move on to the next one. But I'm, I'm I just like challenge some of these big studio producers to like they don't want to put the work in, you know, because it it is work to get people excited about something new. And more often than not, that kind of has fallen flat because we're to blame. You know, you can't put all the blame on the studios. They're just following, again, what I say all the time on the show is our, our dollar. We vote with our dollar. And if we're not going to the theaters to see anything but these, like, we're required to watch this movies, then they're not going to make anything but that. No one's, like, the sleeper hit, you know, um, Parasite was so weird because, like, Hollywood's like, well, how do we how do we make another Parasite? Because they didn't. It wasn't Hollywood that did it. Uh, thanks, Furious Apology, for the sub over on Twitch. Boom, I dig it. Um, you know, how do you, how do you do that? How do you capture that? And they're kind of waiting for other people to do it. And now with all the streaming services, and then COVID didn't, COVID certainly didn't help, um, especially not with theatrical releases. And then it opened up a whole other can of worms of just like streaming and, and who gets paid and who doesn't get paid and how those deals work and how percentage point works on the back end and all that kind of fun, you know, stuff that me and Blake could talk about and geek out for hours. But it's just a very weird world. Uh, and Blake says, I do too. I think studios took advantage of COVID. Take it away. It becomes valuable. Yes. Studios totally took advantage of COVID. And they took advantage of just production in general. Um, and, it, and, and, and it's really, you know, we're not done seeing the evolution of all this. You got, like, Sony. I don't know what Sony, what deal Sony made. Like, Beazzlebub came up from the floor and was like, I hear you guys are having financial trouble during COVID. And then, you know, they all like got in a circle and slit each other's wrists and like chanted, you know, Gregorian chants and then, you know, please the Dark Lord. And now every movie they're making is making trillions of dollars. It's insane what Sony is doing. Like everybody thinks that, that it's all MCU, but dude, Sony is, is really the one that's making 
the MCU stay afloat where all the stuff that Disney's trying to do is just like making the floor soggy. You know, I mean, you look at Venom, you look at all the hype behind Morbius, you look at all the the Spider-Man, which is one of the biggest blockbusters to ever come out ever, uh, much less during a post-pandemic apocalyptic whatever it is we live in right now. So, Sony, man, I don't know what you did, but... You're doing it, and it's pandering to our lowest common denominators, too. And, and that's something we're going to talk about here in a minute when I talk about the new uh, Uncharted film because that is from a producer-director that Sony is often uses a lot. But let me finish the Starlight Coca-Cola rum situation here. Uh, that is uh, not my first choice. Um McLean says, hasn't selling out to the Dark One always been uh, a through way in Hollywood? I, I mean, you know, there's been plenty of cults about it, I guess. You know, it's like uh, there's always some sort of weird... Um, I just like that. I guess the dark one's getting lazy too, man. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Sonic sequels. Oh, there's a. I don't have enough time to really talk about this Wonder Twins movie getting activated over at HBO Max. That's a thing that I was going to talk about, but don't have enough time. Um, Star Trek. You remember those movies? Chris Pine. Uh, they're they're apparently. Starting again on a new one of those, but, uh, you know, Paramount has been real iffy about the Trek movies until now everybody's got another heart on for Star Trek. I guess all their shows are getting enough traction to where they're like, we gotta do another film, and I I don't know, um, but... You know, uh, they've got um, Matt Shankman, uh, who did WandaVision and Always Sunny in Philadelphia, director. Um, it'll be interesting uh, to see uh, how that plays out. But more news on that later. I gotta. I, I'm running out of time, so I'm having to. I'm having to skip. I'm having to skip. Um, Let's see. It's about the time of the show where I tell you what's coming out in theaters this week. Uh, nothing. It's another slow week. We're going to have another time for um, Uncharted to kind of breathe a little bit, uh, as well as Dog and probably another week of Spider-Man. Um, so, you know, there is a little indie movie called Mothering Sunday. It might be coming out uh, in a theater near you. Um Chances are it's only going to be expanded release, so I would say maybe 1,000 to 1,500 theaters nationwide, but not national release, which is over 4,000, which is, I think, what the national theater count right now is like 4,700 and some change. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I don't have any statistics in front of me, and I barely use the internet here, so I can make a good eye line with you guys. Um, so not much going out in the way of movies. Um, Vince says, yes, there are a million Star Trek shows right now. I don't watch. I mean, I stopped at Voyager. Well, I guess I stopped at Enterprise. I never watched like the below deck. So I watched like one or two episodes, and that was uncomfortable. I never watched the the new, um, the new. Well, I watched Picard. I didn't really. I wasn't really feeling it. Although I'm gonna watch the new one because it's got Q and it's got Guinan. Even though I'm really pretty much over Whoopi Goldberg at this point. Um, oh, whatever. McLean asks. Good question from McLean over on YouTube. He said, "Did the Cyrano film get pushed back again?" It was unlimited. It's on. It's very limited release. It's out, not here. It's going to be. It, we are actually getting it here. I don't know if it's next week or the week after. But my sources at Malco tell me that 100% guaranteed we are getting the Cyrano film uh, with uh, Peter Dinklage here at the Fayetteville, Arkansas uh, Razorback Cinema. Uh, for those of you that do live in my neck of the woods, we will be able to. Uh, see it. Night Alishly asks over on Twitch, more Picard coming out. Yes, we do have another season focusing more on Q 
and Q's hardcore celestial boner for Jean-Luc Picard. Um, they're going to be, you know, uh, having no time for his games, and except for only having time for his games because he controls space and time. So uh, what are you going to do? Hey, Francesca, thank you for the following. Um, haven't seen that little fun animation. That's a, that's a cool one. I forgot, I forgot about that one. Um, but yeah, we're going to be getting more Picard. Uh, again, don't know how I feel about it. I didn't really like the last one. It was way too action-packed. Like, I don't like seeing karate in, um, in, in, in Star Trek. And, you know, I know that's, like, probably an insensitive term now. But, um, uh, you know, I just don't want to see it. I don't want to see it in Star set your phasers to boring like please like i like, i want to discuss the, the aliens i don't want to you know I, I i i i tune into star wars to see sword fights and 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 western pistol operas like that's why i go to star wars it's just brainless space western but i tune into trek to think about aliens man and picard did no thinking at all they're like remember borgs remember data remember remember Riker, remember uh remember all these guys remember how picard lacked wine you remember how he you know did that thing and everybody was mad at him you remember romulans and how they're sneaky uh you remember i'm like that was picard man and i wasn't i was disengaged Thank God I just choked the rest of that Coca-Cola Starlight. I do not want to drink that again. Oh, boy. What a treat. What a treat. All right. Um, Sam says, the last Starfighter is still batting 1,000 for ratio of good films to bad films. The last Starfighter, you know, I am real, 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 real real surprised we have not seen a reboot of the last starfighter i don't want to see one mind you i don't i really really don't because the first movie despite its dated graphics and cgi effects a wonderful film a wonderful film and i want to say it was it was either alan Silvestri or jerry goldsmith that did the score and it is just it's just so good it's just mm. It's just so good. Uh, Vince says, I heard the last Starfighter rights are a mess. Several people have tried to reboot it. That checks out because distribution rights, somebody owns the rights. It's kind of like Evil Dead 2 for a long time had um, some some weird Italian company or something owned the rights for Evil Dead 2. And that's why you could never get a, a VHS or a DVD copy for a really, really long time. And if you could, eventually when the DVD copy came out, it looked nothing like the other, you know, the Evil Dead 1 or the Army of Darkness, which is also a separate distribution company altogether. The, the Evil Dead franchise rights are all over the place, which is, is stupid. That's why in the uh, Ash versus Evil Dead series, they never mention anything that happened in Army of Darkness because that's still owned by a different production company and distribution studio, um, or production studio distribution company, um, as the uh, the original Evil Dead movie. And it's just it's just this convoluted layer of insanity that nobody owns. Like goes back to what I was saying about streaming media. I had a I had a viewer um, Holly messaged me off show asking me about. Um, you know, streaming services and what to buy and how to how to make better decisions on when you're when you're consuming media to where you can actually own it or not own it or not give these people all of your money when you know, like I was saying, when I uh, uh, you you pay for a season of something on Amazon Prime to, to own it, and now all of a sudden I have to buy a seven ninety nine a month 
Discovery Plus plus a subscription just to access something I paid $150 for seven season four. It's like, yeah, that's a whole nother show, guys. Um, but distribution rights are crazy. And that's why, you know, if, if you've ever sat at home, for those viewers that are new to the drive-in speaker box, and you're new to, and you're sitting there going, man, you know what they should do? They should make like, like Wolverine, have him come out. He's Marvel dude, right? He's Marvel guy. Like, have Wolverine come out and just slice up with Spider-Man. He's a Marvel dude, right? I'm pretty sure it's all comic. Wolverine and Spider-Man were hanging out. Why can't they do that, man? They can't just do that, man. It's a lot of rights. And it's like evil, greedy, monster, Illuminati, white, crusty, old dudes that are sitting there going, eh, not on my watch. <laughs> you know, it's like, you will owe me three points on the back end and serve for $17 billion over the next five years. And, uh, and, you know, it just gets wrestled into infinity and it's just not worth it. So, you know, I, I, I think the best example of just the tug of war of an IP is the Fantastic Four franchise. Like, why people are still fighting over that pile of shit, I don't know. Um, but they are. They're 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 clawing for it. Um, and we're we're gonna see one. But as that that game of chess gets finished playing with all those studios, um, we will see a movie that that we probably will make fun of so uh it's not worth it let's just you know and that's again going back to the original original comment here if you don't want to mess with all the legal battles and rights and distribution and who owns what and who i gotta pay and who i gotta no negotiate with how about take a chance on something freaking new for a change invest in something new because dude if you do and it's awesome then there you go man guess who owns it all look at george lucas Look at Gene Roddenberry. Look at all these dudes that did something different. <sighs> Let's talk about Uncharted. Let's do it. Uh, Uncharted, that's the movie I saw. That's the movie we're going to talk about. It's time of the show. We're going to review a movie. Um, I'm going to make myself a drink that doesn't suck um, while we do it. But, yeah, Uncharted... I didn't play the games. That's why I'm really sad that Jake isn't here tonight because he played the games and oh, that's, that's probably not a good idea. Um, I gotta go play Dungeons and Dragons after going to a metal concert after this. Like, what an evening I have planned. Um, and this is just gonna be party fuel. All right. Um, I never played the games. And, um... Sam coming in with the, uh, that's a Ghostbusters quote. Yes, have some. Uh, Vin's, Vin's uh, Clortho there uh, with the coffee pot. Um, see, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good at catching these. Uh, Uncharted, you know, based off the video game of the same name, uh, PlayStation, it was very, very surreal sitting in a theater and watching an animation like of PlayStation Studios pop up. I was like, ooh. Ooh, I don't, I, I don't know if I like the way that that flavor hit. Um, but it's directed by Ruben Fleischer. And Ruben Fleischer, you know, um, Ruben Fleischer, this guy, I'm pretty sure they're going to let him do absolutely anything that he wants to do. Especially now that this movie is actually performing well in the box office. Because he did Zombieland. And he did Venom. And... I mean, 
he that that's his really big claim to fame. Most of the stuff is all just short run things. But but the time that he dabbles into film, dude, he's been he's been kind of knocking it out of the park. And so you know, and and the caveat, there's an asterisk I'm gonna put there when I say knocking out of the park. This movie is not a great movie. I'm gonna just put it out there. Not a great movie. It is a movie. It is a movie that taps on a lot of unmistakably attractive qualities that movies have that they have forgotten about, but then kind of pushes the pedal to the metal to the point where it screws it all up all over again. Um, and Uncharted, I didn't play the games. Jake played the games. Jake's not here. I can't. I, I, I can't really do the side by side comparison. But I have, t- I have consulted with some of my nerd friends that play the video games, and they have said that, that, that this movie looks like it borrows from three out of the four games. So you know, this is something that Jake and I have talked about a, a couple of times. It's like, why, if these games are so good already? Not just make the game a movie, right? Because, like, I'm not going to play the game. I don't have that kind of patience. Um, I have a life to live. And um, I'm not a nerd like Jake, who's not here to defend himself. Um, you know, and, and and if you're taking all the best parts of successful three mov- three games to make one movie, which, albeit, was a little bit long, it could have, the, the runtime could have been uh, knocked down by maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes. Um, you know, what's left? What's left to do? And, you know, you assemble a cast, you, you, you know, they're checking the boxes of just a who's who of unarguably fun people to watch. You got, you got Mark Wahlberg, which, you know, um, I, I just wish that I, like, my, my goal, my fitness goal for age 50 is to still look as good as Mark Wahlberg. Um, you know, when I was in my uh, mid-20s, people, some, some people said I looked like Mark Wahlberg, and I took that as an extreme compliment. I don't look anything like that now because I'm, like, 20 pounds heavier, um, and I'm not a Bostonian. What? No! Um, and, uh, yeah, Marky Mark, he's, he's, he's pushing 50 if he's not already 50. He's, he's up there. Uh, yeah, born in 1971. Um, there you go, Mark Wahlberg. And, like, I want, I want Mark Wahlberg, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting some, some, uh, you know, like, what is the, 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 he's getting them. And I, I need those, those forehead lines. I want him to look that good when, um, when I'm his age, uh, Francesca says, hello from Argentina. I hope I am doing great. I am doing great. And I hope you are doing great too. Um, so thank you for that. And Hannah says, excuse me, uh, you're a nerd. Maybe. So we're not going to talk about it. Um, and Loge Web dropping the weeb emoji, and uh, this ain't about no weebs. But Mark Wahlberg, what? No, he's in this movie. How's your mother? And uh, he's basically Mark Wahlberg the whole freaking time. Like it's it's Mark Wahlberg doing Mark Wahlberg things, being Mark Wahlberg the Mark Wahlberg show. Um, I don't know how well that character Victor Sullivan translates to the video game version of him. I mean, he's it's no Max Payne, am I right? Um, ugh, Max Payne. <laughs> Um, and then you've got, you know, Tom Holland being Tom Holland as Nathan Drake Holland. He's, you forget every single time that it's not, you're not watching Spider-Man. Um, he leaps around like Spider-Man. He talks like Spider-Man. He, Tom Holland's like Spider-Man. Like Tom Holland is finding himself 
with the difficult challenge that Harry Potter did. And I forget Harry Potter's name because um, he's Harry Potter. Like, we don't need to know him as anything other than Harry Potter. Of course, I'm being facetious. But but if, if Tom Holland's not careful, we're only going to know him as Spider-Man. And, and uh, you know, d- Spider-Man is in this movie. And Spider-Man does Spider-Man things. He doesn't do whatever the character he's... I, I couldn't tell you the name of the character. He's sad brother Spider-Man. He's got a lost brother. And it's it's still Spider-Man. And then you've got, you know, you've got uh, other people that are really popular right now, like Tati Gabrielle playing uh, Braddock. just one word name. And she's, she's, you know, clearly the can't trust ne'er-do-well flip-flopping triple-crossing you know you the first time she's on the screen Mark Wahlberg's like don't trust her ever and you shouldn't but then but then to throw the wild card in the mix you have the Spanish stallion himself Antonio Banderas (sighs) too sexy Antonio brings something to this character that is just unmistakably beautiful. How you say, treasure. Like, Antonio Banderas is so ridiculous in this movie. It absolutely adds to the hilarity and insanity that is this amazing film. Uh, and this movie is not amazing by any stretch of the imagination. This movie is one part Goonies meets one part um, National Treasure meets one part Indiana Jones. Like, Well, actually, no Indiana. Well, it's only Indiana Jones in the sense that it has an airplane with the red dot that goes, theme music while the airplane flies across the globe and gets to their next destination. Um, Bottle Rocket 5000 says Mask of Zorro still holds up, by the way. Yes, it does as well as Desperado, even though if, if you can't... I mean, okay, Desperado doesn't really hold up because most anything with early Robert Rodriguez slash Quentin Tarantino style dialogue kind of makes you want to throw up in your mouth just a little bit but it's still fun to watch not as fun as El Mariachi um, but it's still pretty cool and I will say that Armand the vampire is still one of my favorite vampires where he's like Louis stay with me in France it is so good Antonio Banderas is awesome and you can't help but love Antonio Banderas in this movie and Logan Logan over on Twitch with the don't do it Antonio you're too sexy oh too sexy it's an old uh, Saturday Night Live skit like Antonio Banderas is too sexy for this movie and he knows it and he hams it up and it's kind of like watching um, you know Werner Herzog be in the the first Jack Reacher movie or whatever as the, the bad guy and it's like they know they know what they signed up for and it's ridiculous and so this movie goes through through a sort of absolutely ridiculous globe-trotting romp of trying to find this lost treasure of Francisco Ferdinand as he traveled the earth, and but he never traveled the earth because he died, and it's the little, you know, the 18 that set booby traps, booty traps, that's what I said, booty traps, and it's like all just over the top, you know, candles on paper, and then, you know, very much like the Goonies, where they're underneath, you know, the, the you know, Troy's Country Club, and they're like, how did, how did the plumbers that sat all the pipes that Sloth is like, you guys, and how did the plumbers not go, hey, what's with this like skull-shaped pulley and hundred-year-old row. Yeah, you know what? Hey, yo, Greg, can you just ignore the skulls? Put the pipes up. We're here to do a job. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know, like 
and they're underneath these cities going through these like tunnels and it's like they just look up and it's a sewer drain of the city how did like public works not go huh weird hundred year old keyhole that's gilded with gold and runes you know what we've got a papa john's to build on top of this ignore all of that and this movie does a lot of that like a lot 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 of that and it's endearing to a certain point until you know they actually find one-eyed willie's ship i mean uh ferdinand's ship and uh you know they get on it and it's full of booty traps and somehow they go through a a high-flying like errol flynn style pirate ship movie complete with like unnecessarily swinging uh from the mizzen mast and and then you know doing the dagger down the sail doing all of this just hearkening back to old pirate films of yore which was kind of tight because pirate movies are the best kind and they haven't made any of them um in a long long time pirates of the caribbean does not count um there was only two decent ones of those they haven't made a good pirate epic in ages and i think they should uh because pirates rule whoa that's strong and um this movie is one of the same it's like you know you get the just like these puzzle pieces that seem so improbable and stupid you know and and yeah i mean it's to a point where it's like you know, okay, I've got, for those of you tuning in, I have these two tonic bottles, right? And it's like, these are the keys, like Ferdinand's golden bottles. And they're like, oh, if we just set them together and put them in, and they're they're not like intricate objects. Like, you could stick your thumb or, I don't know, a rusty, like, crowbar into some of these things and, like, and like twist it and it's like, oh, you know. Do, 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 do. and you've you've unlocked the treasure like why did nobody try that like you know you could literally unlock it with uh with your fist like, this is ridiculous um i don't know uh Lodgeweb said they had rfi chips in them yeah yeah the, the, the ferdinand was like clever enough to invent rfid technology in you know 1658 or whatever and uh put it in these golden crosses but um and there was a really, really, really missed opportunity for a great pun about a double cross, and they didn't do it. And you'll, if you watch this movie, you'll you'll think of me when when you go. They should have done a double cross pun. Bo was right all along, as he always did. Um, Bottle Rocket asked, "What's my favorite pirate movie?" Ooh, ooh, girl, that's tough. Um, I mean, what constitutes pirate movies? Um, you know, The Fog, that's a really good pirate movie that's not really about pirates until, like, the very end, and it's very much about pirates. Um, I don't know if it's, like, really PC to say that Roman Polanski's Pirates is a good movie. I mean, I'm 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 a, a strong enough art critic to separate the fact of I don't approve of Roman Polanski or Roman Polanski's life decisions but I do like Roman Polanski's Pirates. I thought that's pretty good. Um, old Errol Flynn movies are fun, but they're a bit dated. Um, I mean, the original Pirates of the Caribbean is a good pirate movie. The Goonies is an amazing pirate movie. There are not a lot of um, there's uh, what is the, the, what the there's a claymation movie I think just called Pirates, and it's fantastic. Um, there's just it's not a, a a genre you get to see a lot of mainly because it's very cost prohibitive to um, have 
these ships and these costumes and 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 shooting on the water just look at Waterworld. Waterworld was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time which became one of the biggest box office flops in history because it's very expensive to shoot on the water um and oh vince says maybe a stretch but princess bride maybe because of dread pirate roberts but again not a lot of piracy in these but you know there's not a whole lot that um uh, Master and Commander is pretty good. Um, you know, I, I just want like a Monkey Island style pirate movie, you know, where it's like, we be pirates and we be pirating in the Caribbean. And there's haunted skulls and ghost pirates and not not this Disney tie-in where we're trying to sell you toys and make you go to the rides, me mateys. Like, I want some, like, some uh, just give me a... Pirates of the Caribbean that isn't so Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? I know Swiss Family Robinson, Night Owls, that's a great suggestion. Swiss Family Robinson is a fantastic pirate film. Um, you know, uh, Blackbeard is a pretty good um, pirate film. It's an older one. Like, and then there's this show that, that, that's not too bad. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I don't know, pirate movies. This movie, Uncharted, it's a little bit long. It's a little bit out of the control. Um, there, there are definitely some times where it feels like you're watching a video game. There are a lot of um, physics errors, continuity errors abound in this movie. If you are a guy that, or a girl or a human or a person or an alien or whatever it is you are that likes to look for continuity errors, you are going to love looking for them here. There are things where necklaces disappear, where, you know, holding things changes, drink colors change, clothing is wet, now dry. Like, it is a very rushed movie. They didn't actually spend a whole lot on this movie, despite its big blockbuster um, uh, veneer, I guess is the word. Um, Captain Phillips. Okay, we're in, okay. Topic change. Uh. Furious Apology says there were some space pirates there. You just made me re remember one of my favorite pirate movies, Ice Pirates. If you've not seen Ice Pirates, do yourself a favor. That is a fun one. Make sure you have alcohol and make sure you have friends. Uh, that is a fun movie to watch. Ice Pirates. Damn, I forgot about that one. Um, that's a good one. Uh, Hook. Hook's uh, is a pretty good uh, a good one. Um, yeah, pirates. A lot of that's a that's that's a tale for another time. Um, but Uncharted, you can you can go check it out. It's doing well. It's scratching that itch. Like like I was talking about. Yeah, Treasure Planet's another good one. Um, that counts as a pirate movie, but it's basically another tale a tale of uh, you know Treasure Island, um, but in space, which is it, it, it's pretty good. Um, but okay, so Vince says he finds it funny that this movie on Rotten Tomatoes got forty percent critics, ninety percent audience. Um, this movie is just it's. <sighs> It's a popcorn movie. It, it is a popcorn movie that's, you know, as I was saying in last week's show, looking forward to this one, the adventure genre is one that I really like adventure movies, but they're so often done poorly and so rarely done. You know, one of my favorite adventure movies is The Mummy. Um, that movie is just unarguably fun you know you got brendan frazier with the dual pistols just like you know uh the uncharted guy spider-man is wearing like and you're just like oh yeah i remember brendan frazier in the mummy i remember emotep i remember treasure i remember one-liners i remember you know uh rachel vice looking 
awesome and being smart and cool and strong. And I remember, I remember all of that stuff and how amazing and cool and how Egypt was in it. And everybody likes Egypt and it's uh, pyramids and mystery and curses. Hell yeah, sign me up. And uh, Indiana Jones, everybody loves that shit. This movie is trying to like tick all those boxes because not a lot of people you know Sahara is even a pretty good fun adventure movie you know and it's not even full of magic um but this movie you know and and whoa, 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 oh oh god uh what is that show on Netflix um it's like the Abercrombie and Fitch commercial where they're looking for gold somebody uh uh it's like the docks or the goon bond docks or somebody in the comments is gonna go how did you not know it was it was this but it's the it's the 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 Abercrombie Outer Banks thank you Logan Outer Banks the Abercrombie and Fitch show um the 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 one of the kids from Outer Banks is in this movie it, you know because Outer Banks again like is one of those tacky sort of like okay you know there's a treasure map and uh and, and the the thing about the thing about treasure maps the thing about um adventure movies and things like this that are are so fun which Uncharted starts to deviate from from the formula is there's always the sense of maybe just maybe this could happen to me we could find the treasure it's out there there's somebody out there doing this you know it's just plausible enough that this could happen kind of like harry potter you know but when you start flying dumb ass pirate ships from helicopters and a fast and furious style insanity trek around like whatever island chain in the philippines they were at it's like get out of here with this crap you know it's what made national treasure fun like until you started to get out of there it was crap like you gotta make it somewhat believable to where if you were just, just like pull up the sewer grate next to the papa john's in rome and then fall down in there and like you know, stick two tonic bottles in the hole and twist, and all of a sudden you're on the path of one-eyed Willie's treasure. Um, but all that goes away the moment you ride up in Hollywood's bucket. That's Uncharted. I mean, that it's fun. It's fun. And it has Antonio Banderas. It's so sexy. It's too good. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything about that, but... There's some ridiculous, ridiculous scenes, ridiculous deaths, ridiculous stunts, ridiculous, so many ridiculous things. And as Logan points out on Twitch, there are no flying ships in the games. So I don't know. They're just like, how do they go? They've already set it up. There's like two, like I just sat in the in the credits because I like reading the credits. But there was two um, end credit little snippets setting it up for like a, a next one. And, you know, they're, they're going to have to do a next one now. And you know they're going to because it made money. It had an amazing opening considering its budget was just, I don't even think it was a $200 million budget. And it opened with $51 million at the box office just domestically. So, you know it's going to be making some more uh, 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 movies, some sequels. So there's that. Um, so with that said, Uncharted in theaters right now. You can watch Spider-Man doing Brendan Fraser and the Mummy things with Mark Wahlberg there to support to go. How's your mother? And then Antonio Banderas being too sexy. Antonio Banderas. Uh, uh. Okay. Anyway, uh, that is that. Let's talk about the box office roundup for the last weekend because I got to get out of here. I got to make it down to the thing and do the do the do the thing, show the support. 
all that jazz and I gotta drink some water and maybe go get some Arby's before they close because that's my life. Um, domestic weekend, it is technically a holiday weekend, so the box offices are not completely submitted because they do count President's Day as a part of a holiday weekend because a lot of people get the day off. I don't have a fancy, cushy job like that, so I don't get the day off. Um, so what are we going to do? Um, all right, all right. We're going to talk about the top ten. Number ten, Cursed, The Cursed, which came out last week. Uh, looks pretty good. It's playing here. I didn't get to see it. It opened up to $2 million. Not a great opening since it's number ten, but it was only in 1,600 theaters nationwide. It is a limited release from LD Entertainment. Number nine, Blacklight, which we mentioned, um, you know, it's a- another Liam Neeson being way too old for this shit, um, a la Lethal Weapon. Bring it in $2 million to the box office as well but just slightly more than cursed uh second week in release bringing seven million dollars at the box office number eight scream bringing in 2.8 million dollars to the box office in the sixth week in release from paramount bringing in 77.3 million nationwide that's just domestic mind you these are all domestic numbers not worldwide numbers which domestic numbers if you listen to the show you'll know this but i'm reminding you for the people in the back send send in a while Domestic numbers are where Hollywood really is. That's the green light. You know, kind of look like movies like World of Warcraft. We never got a second one of those because it did poorly domestically, even though it did amazingly worldwide. But no one here in the States really cared, so they never made another one of them. Anyway, uh, number seven, Sing 2, bringing in $3.7 million uh, for Universal in its ninth week in release, bringing it up to $148 million domestically. Number six, Marry Me, bringing in $4.3 million in its second week release for Universal Pictures. Uh, so for bringing up to 17.4 million at the box office number five jackass forever still in the top five 6.1 million dollars in its third week in release bringing up to 47.6 million dollars pretty good for um that that style of indie comedy um really happy to see the jackass guys um if you go back three episodes here on the drive and speak about you and we talk about it um fun movie everybody needs to watch that uh but as long as you're not disturbed by the sight of male genitalia anyway uh number four death on the nile 7.5 million dollars in its second week in release from 20th century studios bringing in 26.2 million dollars not a great showing for the sequel to um murder on the orient express uh i don't think we're gonna see another one of these which is unfortunate because i do like the character um that 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 uh, he he brings to this, uh, you know, Kenneth Branagh I think does a really good job with this character and with the storytelling, despite some of the lighting issues that I discuss in the last week's episode. But that's a whole other episode that you can listen to on your own time. Number three, Spider Man No Way Home, bringing eight point five million dollars again, holding out strong. Ten weeks at the box office, it's gonna be out there another one because you keep giving it money. Seven hundred seventy one million dollars. So close to a billion domestically. It's way past the billion mark um, worldwide. Holy crap. Sony could not be happier. And we're going to have at least 1,700 million Spider-Man sequels for the the end of our time. Like, our grandkids will be getting tired of Spider-Man sequels. Number two, Dog. $18 million in the box office opening weekend from United Artists releasing. You see Channing Tatum and a puppy dog being dogs. Just dog. Everybody likes dogs. Just dogs. Just pet them. Pet them up. Give them your money. Number one, Uncharted. Like I said, $51 million at the box office from Sony. Uh, a great opening for this film. 
Um, worldwide, it got another $88 million at the box office. So far, $139 million at the box office, which uh, definitely everybody's very happy about. So we're going to have more of these coming in the future. Vince asks, did they have an after credit scene in Death on the Nile like Orient Express pointing to another one? I don't think so. I didn't really stick around that long. Um, you know, I, I don't like post credit scenes. Like, uh, you know, I, I understand it. It's fun. It gets, it's, gets, it's, it's a hype building tool. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'd have to Google it and check. I, I don't think it did because I stayed at least through the main credits. You know, by the time it gets to like, you know, C unit, D unit and graph like CGI people and special thanks. I'm usually out. I'm usually out after a unit audio. I'm just like, yep, there we go. Um, so I, I, I didn't, I can't, can't confirm, but anyway, all right, guys, well, that's it. I'm actually out of time. Uh, my hour is up. Thank you for, uh, the new subs, the news, the new follows, the new listeners, all the comments, everybody that's out there on the internet, uh, tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, Jake will be back next week. I don't know what we're going to see. Uh, we'll probably see something. Who knows? I, um, there might be a fathom event. I haven't looked. We're, 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 or we'll just come up here and talk about it. We're just going. We'll, we'll we'll just we'll point to all our. We'll, we'll we'll go through all our toys. We'll unbox. I'll like open one of Jake's toys and he'll like freak out about it because it's like it's meant in box. Um. So who knows? But anyway, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. You can download the podcast anywhere that podcasts are available. Uh, this one should be uploaded in, at least in the next ten minutes or whenever I get around to clicking and editing and uploading um, and normalizing and doing audio fun things. So, uh, as always, I'm the Boom Operator, and uh, Jake will be back next week, like I said. So, we will see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. <laughs>